Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I'm Christy Graham, and today I'm excited to have Melody Maskowski with me, who is our uh, country director for Ethiopia. Melody, uh, before moving to Ethiopia, she was the country director for our office in Nepal, and her husband, Justin, was the construction operations coordinator. She has also worked with Samaritan's Purse in northern Iraq as the program manager for security, and their daughter, Jordan, also works with Operation Heal Our Patriots. So thank you, Melody, for joining us and um, making time amidst your busy schedule. Yes, my pleasure. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in Samaritan's Purse? Yeah, well, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Uh, as you saw, it is a kind of the family business. Yes. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so I came to Samaritan's Purse and well, we started the journey in 2014. And uh, it's hard to condense it into a bullet version because it's a little bit of a long story, but the bottom line is uh, the Lord had really started working in both my heart and my husband's heart separately, um, yet as the Holy Spirit does so beautifully together, mm-hmm. uh, about what was next in our life. And we were both at a place in our life where we had been uh, considering new positions, and they were positions that were sort of career-defining. So you take that next executive step, and it kind of determines the next 20 years of your career. So mm-hmm. we were praying through a lot of that um, separately. We've always had a heart for missions in the field, and my husband and I have been in church and pastoral ministry for many years. Uh, at the time, he was a student and youth pastor, and I was serving as the deputy director of protection um, in, in D.C. Mm. So... About that same time, the Yazidi crisis began happening, and I was already involved in some international studies around that crisis and had just prayed a private prayer that if the Lord opened up an opportunity to to minister in any way um, to that situation, that I would say yes. And um, so fast forward, and uh, Justin came across a protection program manager position that was open in Iraq, focused mm. on that situation, sent it to me, and said, uh, you know, I can't believe I'm sending this because it's unaccompanied, and you'd have to go by yourself to Iraq, mm. and I wouldn't be able to go, but it fits your background perfectly, and I know your heart for the Yazidi people, so um, what do you think? And so it was it was a pretty easy decision to, to take that step, and... And at that time, um, we worked with, you know, recruiting to figure out what was best. And they had, unbeknownst to us, another position opened, the ministry program manager position, which Justin accepted. And mm. so we both went to Iraq together. Um, so that's how we came to Samaritan's Purse. How long did, were you there ahead of him? No, we went together. Okay. Yeah, no, God was really in that entire mm. process. And um we were able to close out sort of our lives uh, in a very peaceful way and transition from the jobs that we had at that time uh, into this new journey. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it's a, like I said, it's a much longer story, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. just to say God was in the details uh, and really had his hand on the entire process, uh, both for us and our daughter, Mm -hmm. and um, gave our entire families on both sides peace and our employers you know, celebrated with us because it was it was the right thing to do, it was the right place to go, it was the right steps to take. It's neat to see the way that God prepared a way absolutely um, and led you so thank you um, that's why I always like to ask because and he allowed there to be jobs that fit both of your that's right. your needs um, so 
you've been in multiple sites for Smearn's Purse. Now you're in Ethiopia. Um, can you tell us about the work there and, and what began the vision and outreach in Ethiopia? Well, I think Samaritan's Purse has always had a heart for Ethiopia. I mean, the history of Samaritan's Purse in Ethiopia goes back many decades. And as I'm sure you're aware of, we had our very first field office ever in mm -hmm. Ethiopia. And uh, our first international field staff was a guy named Ken Isaacs, mm -hmm. and that was in Ethiopia. Uh, and of course, our, our president has a long-standing connection with Ethiopia and the Akali Hewitt Church. And so I think those relationships run deep. So part of it is an emotional mm -hmm. uh, attachment to Ethiopia. But in 2014, in April of 2014, there was a very serious um, clash and ethnic conflict that happened in the southern nation and nationalities people's region in Ethiopia that displaced well over a million people. Um, and so Samaritan's Purse was a part of the response to that situation and, and delivered some aid and some relief in the form of NFIs um, and some ministry in that process. And so through that response, I, they began to look at opening an office there and establishing a, or reestablishing a country office there so we could be a part of the longer uh solution to the relief needs, which remain extensive in the area. And so um, there's a significant amount of need, and I think that both the emotional connection and the desire to fulfill our mission as Samaritan's Purse, it comes together quite well uh, and plays out in Ethiopia. Can you share what, what you guys are doing right now? We are, our initial projects are focused in, well, we did the initial disaster relief. Um, and in those same areas, we are beginning wash pro programs. Mm -hmm. We've already started mm -hmm. some in the southern region. Uh, out west, we'll also be doing wash programs. And we have two agriculture and livelihoods programs um, that we're working in conjunction with the wash projects in the same areas. Uh, we're considering some health programming going forward and also looking at how we can be an ongoing part of the response to, unfortunately, what continues to be a protracted conflict uh, that has uh, forced that initial population of IDPs to their second, third, and fourth displacement. Uh, so that situation remains unresolved, and uh, there's significant needs also in the refugee population, but our initial projects right now are focused on WASH agriculture and livelihood. I just find it fascinating since you've lived all over the world um, and represented Samaritan's Purse in so many places. You moved from Nepal to Ethiopia. How is the adjustment going with you know, the adjustment to the culture, the people, the geography? Well, actually, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't know how I would feel. It, I mean, obviously, it's something you think about. How, how are you going to feel in this new mm -hmm. culture? What is your emotional response going to be? Um, and to be quite honest, I felt at home mm -hmm. from the very beginning. And when we arrived in Ethiopia, uh, which was a nice surprise, I didn't expect that and have continued to feel at home there. The people uh, in general are very welcoming, very open. Um, you know, you're walking down the street, you get lost, stop anybody and ask them for directions. They'll help you even if they don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. uh, but it kind of has that hospitable openness, um, and you feel that when you initially get there. And so that really helped. And then, you know, there's been so much work to do. 
We've mm-hmm. been <laughs> mm-hmm. that's kept us quite busy and quite engaged. Uh, it's a challenging place to work, extremely challenging and complex environment. So there's plenty of problems to solve. Uh, it's uh, an adventure every single day, and it has never been boring, not from day one. So I think in that regard, it's been an easy transition. Um, and of course, we loved being in Nepal. We miss Iraq terribly and have had such great relationships in, in those places. And you know, my husband's also been in Bangladesh and South Sudan. And so we've had opportunities to develop some great global relationships, and those continue to develop, and we cherish those. But Ethiopia has definitely been an easy transition in terms of feeling at home in the space. Hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about your team there? Is everybody at the same office? Are you spread out throughout the country? Well, we have the main office in Addis, the capital city, and then we have a sub-base right now in the southern region in a place called Hosanna Town uh, with two uh, project sites that are about 30 kilometers out. And then we have a sub-base in Gambella to the west. And so we're not all together, Mm -hmm. um, but our country office, the main country office, has about 35 staff right now and four expatriate staff. Um, myself, the finance manager, Justin, who's training our senior operations manager, and our security manager and his family. Um, so a small expatriate team and a growing national staff. And, and God has blessed us with some really uh, fantastic staff. And we are, I would say we are developing and growing, um, but we're a strong team so far. We've only been uh, together in the format that we're in about two months now. We dedicated the office on the 21st of February, so we're still quite young yes. as a team. Um, but I'm loving what I'm seeing. We've got some really highly capable people that are committed to the mission, and we're already seeing God beginning to work in people's lives. Uh, so that's exciting. And yeah. And how is your relationship with the churches nearby and the partnership there? Developing. I mean, mm-hmm. there it's a huge church, and um, Samaritan's Purse has a long-standing relationship mm-hmm. with the Akali Hewitt Church, which is. Uh, for the most part, the largest denomination in Ethiopia, they have just over 9,000 churches and a, somewhere between 8 and 10 million members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other large growing evangelical denominations, uh, McKinney Jesus Church, Full Gospel, Assemblies of God. There's a lot of churches represented, and we have been blessed to begin to develop really strong relationships with the leadership of all of those churches um, and are expanding further. So maintaining the existing relationships with Akali Hewitt and their leadership and their their body of people, um, but also looking to expand across the evangelical world and develop really strong relationships with the leadership and the people of all those other denominations. And that is definitely moving forward, going well. And in fact, I've felt very supported by their leadership who have been very vocal in their support of Samaritan's Purse. Mm -hmm. And I love that your daughter works with Samaritan's Purse as well. Um, So moving and going into ministry full time and living in various parts of the world, I love how it ignited her to want to serve. Can you tell us a little bit about how your family kept that focus on Jesus and focus on serving and not getting tired and weary? And well, I wouldn't say we don't get tired and weary. <laughs> I, I would say, um, well, missions has always been a part mm-hmm. of her heart. Uh, it's always been a part of our family ethos. 
in one way, shape, or form or the other. And she graduated from the same Bible college that we did. Um, my teachers were her teachers. Wow. My dean was her dean. And so there's been some continuity in that regard that I think has helped shape, that I hope has helped shaped her life. Um, but her desire to serve the Lord is uniquely hers. Mm -hmm. And her passion for missions uh, is also uniquely hers. And she has been you know, she's a creative person who loves the Lord passionately, and I don't think you can say there aren't challenges mm -hmm. uh, when you're living and serving separately and, and on multiple continents mm -hmm. at times, as we have. Uh, but we're we, you know, social media helps us stay mm -hmm. connected, right? And we live in a digital world, and I think that helps a lot. So we do work really hard to stay connected. Um, but certainly it comes with its own challenges, and I think you do need to be more intentional mm -hmm. uh, about making sure that you're caring for one another well. But we're a tight family unit, and God has been really faithful to us in that regard. And both my husband and I have large families on either side. Uh, we're both pastor's kids. Our families are in the ministry. Um, you know, my mother retired from her first job and became a Salvation Army officer. So, you know, there's there's a long history of service. Mm -hmm. um, my husband's parents are still pastors. Um, so it is a family tradition on both sides, and mm -hmm. I hope that continues for generations to come. Mm -hmm. I just had to ask, because I think within the ministry, you know, we can get pulled in, in so many ways in serving and get fatigued and tired. And so yeah. how you keep that keep Christ at the center, and, and especially for your kids. And that's part of why we're doing this podcast, is for the kids and the families to hear the stories and hear what we're doing or what God's doing in and through Samaritan's Purse and to encourage the families that you're a part of this. And you can pray and you can cling to Jesus and learn um, in a side, along with your parents. Um, so I know we're talking about Ethiopia, but I just have to ask, you know, because you worked in Nepal um, to help rebuild um, after the 2015 earthquakes. Um, what are some other projects that Samaritan's Purse initiated to help the earthquake survivors? Uh, well, goodness, so many. Some of my favorites, well, obviously you know about the housing reconstruction you mentioned, but the school reconstruction mm. uh, is probably one of my favorites. Uh, we Through the school reconstruction process, we got to develop, I think, a lot of relationships with uh, a younger generation and then a generation of teachers that are up and coming. Uh, the teachers in Nepal tend to be, uh, they start out very, very young, and they tend to stay with a school for 30 years. Um, so developing the relationships with them and engaging in some teacher training with them was really special to me. I'm a former educator, mm. and so it was exciting to be a part of developing and building the education system in some very remote locations in Nepal and building uh, those schools in such a way that girls would have an opportunity to go to school long term. In most of the developing world, uh, girls stop going to school when they hit puberty and for logistical reasons and practical reasons. And being able to be a part of the process of bridging that gap and making sure that they would continue to be able to go to school uh, through uh, their teenage years and into graduation was an exciting thing to be a part of. And I was just talking to Beth Thompson, who informed me that the CLP program is going well in Nepal, which I'm mm -hmm. excited about. That was something that we started while I was mm -hmm. there, and I didn't get to see it actually come to fruition. Uh, but it's exciting to hear that that's been happening. And probably my favorite program in Nepal is the Persons with Disabilities program. Mm -hmm. We have a long-standing um, 
patient navigation process that Samaritan's Purse Canada has been a huge proponent of and supporter of. Um, so people with disabilities that live in rural areas that would never be able to come out of those rural areas and receive treatment um, to prevent long-term, lifelong disabilities are able to come to Kathmandu and receive treatment and then spend time in the rehabilitation center and receive uh, ministry to in multiple forms in that environment. Mm. And it's a, it's a really comprehensive, beautiful program. That's awesome. And can you tell us, I know you mentioned you miss and love your time in Iraq. Can you tell us a little bit about that experience and a little more detail of what you did there? Well, um, my primary role there was as security manager, mm -hmm. um, but the country director at the time, well, actually, he's still the country director, Matthew Nowry, and mm -hmm. um, God bless him, he gave me a lot of freedom to, mm -hmm. to step out and to work in other areas, and my husband was the ministry manager there, mm -hmm. and so he and I often worked together to go into the refugee camps and do ministry together. And, and that was a really special time because, as I mentioned before, my initial interest and heart had been for the Yazidi people mm -hmm. and the struggles that they were experiencing, um, the atrocities that they were experiencing, and having the opportunity to listen to them, listen to their stories, um, sometimes just put your arms around a woman who would just burst into tears and just needed comfort and compassion um, was a gift, a blessing. And so I appreciated being having the opportunity to be a part of that. And then, of course, the relief programs to the Sinjar region, uh, where so many Yazidis were left behind and still remain, um, and just living in really difficult positions and situations that, you know, normally we can't even imagine. And being a part of alleviating their suffering in any small way uh, was a real special time in our lives. And we just developed some amazing relationships uh, with some Muslim background believers who were there ministering Christ's love to others. And so, yeah, it was, it's, uh, we have good memories from there. Thank you. I know our focus is Ethiopia, but I just find it so fascinating since you've been a part of so many of the projects around the world. Um, I know it might be hard, but can you just um, share a story of how you've seen God work through Samaritan's Purse and change lives? Oh my goodness, I'd have to pick one. <laughs> <laughs> That's the hard part. <laughs> um, you know, I'll let me talk about Nepal. So hmm. going to Nepal, that was my first experience working in Asia, uh, in the Asian context. And so my eyes were opened to the darkness that exists within Hinduism and mm -hmm. Buddhism. And the... Um, the strongholds that exist from in that culture. And I, and to God be the glory, but I watched God change people's lives through Samaritan's Purse, uh, drawing them, obviously by the power of His Holy Spirit, to the truth of the gospel, to the light, then freedom, uh, the freedom from the, the cycle that Hinduism teaches, mm -hmm. um, freedom from that bondage, walking out of Hinduism into His light and into the freedom that comes from salvation. And we were able to witness that in people's lives and to see them, their lives be redeemed and committed to Christ long term, and now watching some of those people 
uh, minister to others is is a pretty exciting thing because who knows how many generations mm-hmm. of people will be impacted. Um, but and you could probably retell that story for any place that Samaritan's Purse is working because mm-hmm. um, I think that is the the power and the, at the core of everything that we're doing. You know, we say we're helping in Jesus' name, mm-hmm. and that can't be understated. The love that is shown through the practical work that we do um, is, speaks volumes to those who are living in darkness, who are living in bondage, who never have an opportunity to hear about the truth of the gospel, and, and seeing somebody come to help them in their most critical time of need when, they, when others don't come. It it opens up a conversation as to why are you here, mm-hmm. and and they see the difference. They see the freedom that it brings. They see the the truth that you live in, and and I've seen God change people's lives through Samaritan's Purse work and relationship building. Well, thank you for sharing your heart and um, all your stories. Um, in closing, can you um, one give us a prayer request to partner with um, for Ethiopia and for your your team, but also is there any scripture that you all are studying together or something that you want to share with the audience? There is one scripture that's kind of I have I won't say it's the team scripture, but I have referenced it back multiple times. In fact, I just looked at it again this morning. It comes out of Psalms. It's Psalm seventy seven fourteen, uh, and it says, "You are the God." Who performs miracles? You display your power among the peoples, and I will say that Ethiopia has been a very complex and challenging environment to work in. And multiple times, I don't know when that scripture first came, uh, but at the beginning, sometime when we were facing some hurdles and challenges, and uh, I consistently go back to. Scripture says, you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the peoples. And just relying on that truth, uh, that no matter what challenge we face, no matter how complex and difficult it gets, one, it's not us, mm-hmm. it's God. And But we know and we have a history to look back on and says, He is the God that performs miracles. He does display His power among the people. And we can count on that. We can rely on that. His faithfulness. Uh, we've seen him answer prayer. We know he works miracles, and I trust that he will perform uh, miracles everywhere we need him to, and that he will display his power and he will be glorified when we can claim victory in these areas. Thank you for sharing, and um, audience, just keep Ethiopia and Melody and her team in your prayers, as she said. And um, thank you again for bringing a little piece of Ethiopia to us here in Boone. We appreciate it. Thank you for for joining us. No, thank you. I appreciate it. I love what you guys do. So God bless you. Thank you. Thanks so much.